Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Here are your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowell. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Draft Special. That's right. Our, I think we're on episode eight now, Seth, of our draft special. Present. Seven, maybe? Um, I, I think it might no, be. No, I think you're right. I'm, I, I think you're right. No, we're, we're, we're losing track here. All, all we know is that we're, <laughs> we're recording we a ton. We're having fun. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. The draft special is presented by RT Sports. Go check them out. They got fantasy championship. They got best ball championship. They got a commissioner service where you can customize your entire league. Use our promo code Talking Heads at checkout for that entire commissioner service, which is typically ninety bucks for completely free. Awesome stuff going on there. So I think we've discussed Seth a lot of our essential strategy at this point. We're we're kind of nearing towards the 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 latter part where we're gonna kind of uh, wrap this all together. We've discussed essentially all the players that we like. Uh, that we want to target, uh, players that we're avoiding, where we've discussed the, the ways that we're going to approach a draft when it comes to different draft strategies, themes, etc. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the path system. This is something that we created a couple years ago. We wanted a process and a mechanism of sorts. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but you know, when we're doing this analysis, there's a lot of times, we've mentioned this in a lot of the episodes in the draft special, Seth, where there's certain players going at a premium because they're just they're sexy, they have high upside, and you're kind of paying up. And then vice versa, there's players that have kind of been there, done that, maybe had a poor year, um, and, and, you know, and, and they're much lower. So, like, are they value picks in Juju? Is, 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 should we still not be concerned with the fact of where he's going? And, and vice versa with CeeDee Lamb? So we put together something called the path, and this is for points, age, team, and health. Um, and you're going to be able to download this on our website for completely free if you guys want to get this. Um, you know, We're sharing this with everyone, so you go to nfltalkingheads.com to download this. And what I think this does is, and let me know what this does for you, Seth, specifically how you'd like to utilize the path system in, in, you know, in cadence to... Um, our guts and eyes and all our, our other analysis. But I like to use this as like a framework, um, a reference point to players that maybe we are not paying enough attention to that are clearly producing on a ongoing regular basis and we haven't touched on yet, you know, like, so the idea is that these players are performing They're they're The points part is a player who's in the top 24 at their position for running backs and wide receivers or the top 12 for tight ends in two out of the last three years. Age is they are under 30 years old, under 30 years old or under 28 years old for a running back. 
team is a, on a team that, that's for the T part, uh, this is an acronym, uh, the players on a team that averages at least three touchdowns per game. It's not a huge ask, but I mean, the team's not scoring three touchdowns, and obviously, touchdowns lead to a lot of points. And then they have to be healthy. Availability uh, can be a player's best asset. In this case, a player must play at least 15 plus games for two out of three la- uh, last years for a wide receiver, tight end, 14 plus for running back. So that's that's the the parameters. Um, in order to be on this list. Now, yeah. go ahead. Well, I would say, I mean, to your point, I think, yeah, like you you want to look at this before your draft. I think it's good to just familiarize yourself with some of these players just to kind of be like, okay, you know, this player, this player fits the path system. This player fits the path system. Um, and then you go into your draft, and then you you whittle it down from there. It could be the tiebreaker. If there's two players that you like, and you're like, "Who? I don't know who to pick," go with the path player. Um, but I think it, it is helpful to have these players top of mind going into your draft, so you know who to look for. Because you know, obviously, these players are consistent. These players are, you know, they're young. They're on good offenses. All the things that that make up the path system, and why these players are on the list. I think it's important to know about them going into the draft. Because some of these players, and I'm looking at the list right now, I know we're getting into it, but you forget about them. You forget that, hey, this this player is is on this list for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. So let's see. Where should we begin here? Um, let's start off with tight ends. It's always the smallest of the group. Um, and just, just for reference point in terms of we've also been keeping track of this year over year for the path success rating and usually the tight end is a little bit more the most choppiest as you would as you would expect um, but last year the overall without breaking it down um, you know we do include what we call underclassmen basically people who have been in the league for one year and so they can't qualify for the best out of two at three um, so we do include them and we list them as underclassmen um, and then we we try we track every year of their success, as in they were a path player last year. Do they stay on the list? That is that is a success, which means that they clearly uh, were on a successful team and played most of the season, almost all the games, and was a top two running back wide receiver or number one tight end. And last year was 66%. I mean, these this is a pretty good number i feel like you you have a two out of three shot of making sure that who you're drafting is is a top two wide receiver now some of these people are going to be no-brainers obviously but there's going to be some people that are going pretty late here so let's dive into it tight ends you got kelsey and kittle and waller and andrews i don't think there's really any surprises there right like They've been consistent in the last couple of years. That shouldn't be any surprise. Um, the now, by the way, did, did Kittle surprise you because of the um, the health part? Yeah, but I guess looking back at it now, it's just two out of the last three years, right? So last year wouldn't really have killed him because the previous two seasons he played 15 games or more. Correct, and that's why it's important. That's why I like to do the best out of two out of three, and it's also why I like to have this as a reference point because sometimes we, we, we just it's kind of like to Julio we associate that he's always injured and then you go back and you look at it and you realize well 
you know, listen, if you two out of the last three years he's he's fitting the bill of health, then we shouldn't overreact to possibly yeah. one um, fluke year. Yeah, and I think it's also helpful because you don't have to Google each one of these players. Like if you're cramming before you draft and you're like, oh, I don't want to, I want to study up on all these players, and you see them on the path list, you're like, okay, sigh of relief. This guy, you know, isn't isn't injury prone as much as Seth made him made him out to be a couple couple episodes ago. <laughs> so I, I also think it's just like it's obviously everyone's going to have their own idea of which players they like um, and their 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 own preferences, and then. You use those preferences, and you look at the path system. And let's say, for example, that you like George Kittle a lot. Um, you're you're pretty high on him, and then you look, and he's on the path system. It kind of confirms, yep. Um, you know, you're 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 thinking on him, or or like maybe maybe you're really against George Kittle, and you see him on the path system. You're like, you know what? Let me look into him a little bit more. So it's not the end all be all, but it's just another thing that you can use to. Um, just to help you make informed decisions on draft day. Yes. You know what this is? And, and I was looking for uh, the way to explain it, and I just the word just came to me. This is an objective tool. You know, this doesn't have feelings. This doesn't have its own reading headlines. This is as objective as it gets. We're putting in the information. We want you to tell us who are the players that stay on the field and score points. I mean— it sounds like those are the type of players we want, right? <laughs> yep. So, oh, yeah. okay. So then, so the Kittle, so we kind of got, you know, the, the usual crew at tight end. Two other ones that might be a little surprising to you. I'm going to say the probably the most surprising uh, for last. As you're looking at that name, you you probably knew what I'm talking about. But second would be Mike Gusecki. Or, or in this list is uh, Mike Gusecki, along with Kelsey Kittle, Andrews Waller. Mike Gusecki, any thoughts there? You know, we've he's actually this might be kind of a reinforcement to the idea of us, you know, considering him um, in his late value. Yeah, I mean, I I know just by looking at all their numbers, based on like the the research we've done for the last few podcasts, the episodes that um you know I know Mike Gusecki the last two years have been really solid, so it's not too surprising for, for me looking at it. But you know, before I did some research on Gusecki. I would have thought he was, you know, really inconsistent. He, he, last year might have been his first really good year. So he, he would have surprised me. Obviously, Ertz, Kelsey, you know, some of these other ones, you, you expect to be on this list. You know, they're the mainstays at this well, position. You just, but... you, just, you just ruined my last one because someone that we haven't really talked about. Yeah. But I hate Dallas Goddard. Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is still on this list. So. So well, I was gonna say that that this is, but this the Zach Ertz example is why this isn't this list isn't the end all be all because Ertz up to this point has as has you know he's on the pass system because he's been healthy, he's young enough, he's on you know a good enough offense. But it does one one thing this list doesn't take into account is like like in Philadelphia with the, the situation you would the, like to yeah, say. So like, like projecting forward. The circumstances, it's as those change, the past becomes less relevant in certain cases. So Zach Ertz, you know, he's clearly—I don't want to say on his on the last leg of his career, but he, he's clearly on the you know the backside of his career, and it's going to be Dallas Goddard's team, um, you know, at least at that position. One, so one hundred percent. I mean, you take it, you take it with a grain of salt, but it's also helped. I mean, but you also then you look at his ADP and you're like, wow, did Zach Ertz, I could have him for a penny. On draft day, so one hundred percent. I mean, there's a couple people that always make this list that are real wonky. That honestly, 
reduce the success rate. Like um, I'll just throw this out there as a side note because it's, it's on here and we'll, we'll flash over him. But Kenyon Drake is a perfect example. Like he's hurting the success rate. There's no way he's going to continue on it. But to your point, like it, it's not taking into account their current situation and projecting forward. Um, and so obviously we can do a, our own analysis there and, and review that. But I, I still, I was still a little surprised. You go back and you look at Zach Ertz and you say, wow, two years ago he caught 88 catches. I mean, you, you're the one who told me that Logan Thomas being 30 years old is not old. Well, that's what Zach Ertz is. I'm really intrigued here if, if he can have a bounce back year. You know, that was one of your themes, bounce back years. And, yeah, well, um, I mean, yeah, but with Logan Tom, the 30 years old part doesn't make him old. It's it's the last two years make him old. I mean, we've seen Zach Ertz just become. Well, I mean, he caught 88 balls two years ago. That's my point. Okay. Well, I, I'm just intrigued with this storyline because I, I, I don't know why Dallas Goddard is getting all the favor that he's he's getting. You know, and and I know you don't like Dallas Goddard either, um, but I, I guess it also sounds like. And I don't want to draft the Zach Ertz as my tight end. I probably don't even really want to draft Zach Ertz, but I, I'm just—I uh, don't know. I—I'm kind of intrigued. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I would much rather have him than than Dallas Goddard for their their respective APs. I think like I, you don't have a ton to lose with Zach Ertz. So even if you think his best he, days, he are could be a liquid it. bench asset. Yeah, he could, or a high floor. Yeah, either one. I mean, he's, he played eleven games last year. I mean, his numbers were terrible, but you know, like his numbers were bad last year. His numbers were really bad, but like you said, the year before they're really good. I, I don't, I don't want to. He's he turns thirty one November. That's not too too old for tight ends, and by any rate. So, and, and you know, once you once you get past the, the Logan Thomas and you know Mike Isecki, I mean, there there are a couple tight ends that we like later on. But it, you need a, you need a, you need a tight end. It's good to have a backup tight end potentially. So Zach Ertz is not a bad option. You know you're not going to spend a, a ton of draft capital to get him. So I, right. I don't hate it at Let's, all. Yep. Okay. I think that's enough Zach Ertz talk. Yeah. <laughs> get off on a, on a Zach Ertz tangent here. Um, okay, so let's go to wide receivers. Uh, we'll we'll always hit these underclassmen first, just because they are what they are. They're one year production so it's it's really tough to run the list again i think that this might generally speaking i don't know how this affects the uh success rate too much but last year's wide receivers uh for underclassmen do do, 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 do. do i have this information readily available um wide receivers in general last year smoke show 92 percent hit rate yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm looking at that list, and, and a lot of those are receivers that that we like that we've been talking about. Yeah, know. yeah. So we got C.D. Lamb, Chase Claypool, and Justin Jefferson. Those are the underclassmen. So okay, um, great. All looks good there. Um, one notable that I put in here. Sometimes someone misses. You know, these the, again, these numbers I put in here. They're they're fine. They're you know, there's an actual black and white line. So it's sometimes some players literally miss it for like one game. And so in this case, Devontae Adams missed making the wide receiver list because he missed uh, one additional game in the last two out of three years. So he didn't qualify. Stay, stay, stay away from Devontae Adams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Avoid him. So I, I had to put yeah. that, I, you know, I, I try and 
make a note there. He's not going to count towards his success rate, but that's just notable. Um, all right, let's just keep let's chop away at these wide receivers. There's a little bit of a, a good list here. What's great about this wide receiver list is that there's just a lot of them going in all over the place, which is always real nice versus saying, oh, well, they're all going in the first round. Um, that's easy to say. Amari Cooper, fourth round. Calvin Ridley, second round. DeAndre Hopkins, second round. Jarvis Landry, talked about him as a high floor player for your bench strategy on the path list. I don't think, yeah. it's, ever, I don't think it's ever going to hurt you when you just stick a path player on your bench. Um, no. now, now remember, Jarvis Landry. This is this is not this is not like wide receiver three stuff. I mean, we're talking about a top twenty four wide receiver here. Two out of the last three years. Um, Jarvis Landry, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is an interesting one. Mike Evans, um, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, our boy Tyler Lockett. There he is. I mean, this lock is, it up, lock, <laughs> lock it up, baby. Robert Woods. I mean. What's funny is we didn't do this process and exercise like before we started preaching all these players, but I'm I'm happy we're on the right track here. Um, Allen Robinson, let's let's take a stop. Let's let's take a pause there and recalibrate and talk about Allen Robinson. One player we really haven't talked about. He's going in the um, where is he going? I think in like the third round. I think yeah, third round. Third round, yeah. So we haven't really talked about him. He's going near where a lot of the other receivers that we have talked about. Um, clearly, he's produced the last four years. Uh, you know, why Why do you think... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Alan Robinson hasn't been on any of our lists and topics so far. But, and that's a good question. I mean, he's not the flashiest receiver. He's on Chicago. He kind of blends in. He's one of those receivers that just gets it done quietly. Um, doesn't get a ton of touchdowns. But he's consistent. I mean, the last two years, I mean, over 150 targets each last two seasons. The guy is is hovering right around or over the 100 catch mark every year when he's healthy, um, over a thousand yards, and he's doing it on he's he has done it on a bad offense the past few seasons. So I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss. There's there's no reason to to not talk about Allen Robinson. There's no reason not to like him. He is going. He is going at a premium. He's going right around other other players we like a lot, like Terry McLaurin. But um, yeah, the guy's a stud. What can we say? Yeah, he seems to be a player that we don't typically talk about. I think most years, um, but quietly produces and finishes wide receiver twelve last year. So with that off, Andy Dalton was able to still put up numbers and, and help keep Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb productive. So you would have to think, even if the potential worst of the two quarterbacks, if we think that Justin Fields is better than Andy Dalton, you, you, would, have, you would have to look at last year's production with Andy Dalton throwing to CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and say, well, he was able to let them have pretty productive seasons. There shouldn't be any reason why he can't do the same with Allen Robinson. 
and, and we and he's, he's turning he, he's still, he turns 28 later this month he's still young and we forget that he had that monster season back in 2015 with with Jacksonville which seems like a decade ago or more we had 80 catches for 1400 yards and 14 touchdowns like what you know that's one of the things I like about Allen Robinson too is he's had dominant years with two different teams now can't say that about a ton of wide receivers and the wide receivers you can say that about get a lot of attention you know like the Terrell Owens the Randy Mosses of the world um so on and so forth so yeah i mean Allen Robinson is absolutely one of the more overlooked disrespect more disrespected fantasy players at least in terms of you know me and you i would say <laughs> yep um moving along we have Brandon Cooks who made our again bench uh high floor player so i think that's uh, worth a a really strong look there. I mean, this might be easy to say. We, I also, we also like Russell Gage, but you know, Russell Gage not on this list, so you know, it might make more sense to be a little bit smarter and, and stick with the Landry and the Cooks of the world over the over Gage. I don't know, but um, it's good to to look at this. Juju's on the list. Uh, I like to see that. Um, shouldn't probably be too much of a surprise to most people, but it should be as a reinforcement of the the value that you're getting with Juju this year. Um, DJ Moore's on here. I obviously have a lot of concerns. I think there's a lot of red flags. Uh, hate Sam Darnold, but you know, again, this doesn't take into effect moving forward. But maybe if DJ Moore is good enough, we've seen Terry McLaurin do really bad or do well with really bad QBs. Who knows? I mean, if DJ Moore can finish as top 24 wide receiver with Sam Darnold, then kudos to him. And obviously, he's going to be. <laughs> Um, probably undervalued going forward, and it might be uh, a key player that I might like. But and then last on the list is AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, not a ton of surprises. I mean, I don't know what, nope. what's what's the biggest surprise. Is it Landry? Is it Landry? Was kind I mean, of a surprise to me. Yeah, Landry. Landry would be the biggest surprise. All I mean, the rest of the receivers are chalk, right? They're pretty much yeah. The usual suspects, DJ Moore maybe, but you know when you, when you, and that's why this list is helpful because it, it helps you think about players that maybe you weren't thinking about. You know, think about DJ Moore. You know, he's been really good last year. I mean, he, the touchdowns just haven't been there for him, but he's been pretty solid the last two or three seasons. So, um, yeah, pretty chalk. I would say Jarvis Landry, and then you look at further into him, he's going in the tenth round. I don't know. He's he's a you know we just talked about him in our like you said in our in our bench episode. You know he's he's he fits that um, that criteria perfectly for somebody on your bench that you want to have as a high floor, um, and he's doing it year in and year out. So another person that's on this list was under underclassman last year, now a full fledged path system veteran, AJ Brown. Another person we haven't talked about. Why do you think that is? Um, because he's going beginning of the third round and, you know, he, there's, there's so many players around there that, that we like too. I, and you add Julio, I, I think that he gets enough credit. It's, it's, I don't feel like it's a Alan Robinson situation where, you know, well, why isn't this guy getting more in love? You know, AJ Brown's a stud. Um, I, I'm not avoiding him by any means, but you know, again, when, when you look at him, he's going, I mean, just. Make sure, yeah. So three point oh one, where he's going, you have a lot of other you players. Said you, you, have Allen, you, you, you said you wanted Terry McLaurin. You said you wanted Terry McLaurin over AJ Brown, yep. which 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 I, I agreed in with when we did that. But sh- should we reconsider? No, no. 
I, I, I'm, I mean, this this comes down to, to preference too. So I, I fully admit that if anybody's like, I, I want AJ Brown over Terry McLaurin, I'm not going to be like, you're, you're crazy. I get it. I get it. Like you can't go wrong with either one, but I would rather Terry McLaurin because I think he's going to have a monster leap this season. I, I don't see where AJ Brown. See, the thing with AJ Brown is I don't see where the leap is coming this year. And and you could say if he does, does he, just does, does he, what he's been doing, yeah, does he doesn't he need, need a leap. <laughs> exactly. But I think Terry McLaurin, he's fairly close to him up until this point. I think Terry McLaurin has a big leap coming this year with Fitzpatrick. And I could be off. I could be wrong. But I, I think Terry McLaurin has another sizable leap um, in him this year that, that just A.J. Brown just doesn't have because the offense doesn't doesn't throw enough. I mean, there are limitations there because the offense. I mean, they add Julio. You know, can he continue this this touchdown tear that he's been on in the first two seasons? Maybe he can. I'm going. I'm going McLaurin, but it's it's close. It's not like, you know, I I think I think they're really close. If, but if I had to pick, I would take McLaurin. You also have Keenan Allen around there as well. I mean, Keenan Allen's only caught a hundred balls or more three of the last four seasons. I mean, in the, in that in that fourth one that he didn't, he had 97 catches. So Keenan Allen, another guy that's just overlooked. Um, you know, you and I did a mock draft earlier because we were just fiending. We were jonesing for a mock draft and you're like, oh, I, I, I shouldn't take McLaurin. There's Keenan Allen there. And I was like, well, I don't know. And I looked at Keenan Allen. I'm like, you know, that's fair. There's no wrong. There's no wrong, um, decisions. You know, when, when you have Keenan Allen, AJ Brown and Terry McLaurin, it just comes down to a matter of preference with some of these players. And I'm probably in the minority with Terry McLaurin too. A little bit, but I mean, obviously he's not going to AJ Brown. Yeah, no, obviously he's going like a few few picks later, so it's not like you're that that far off of that different. But so let's all right, good stuff. Um, as you mentioned, seems like very much what we've been talking about. Um, stay within the range of, I guess, what we've been pitching for the last seven episodes, and I think we're we're all being really good shape if we all had multiple two, three wide receivers that finish as top 24 will be in really good shape. Let's go to our running backs. Um, our underclassmen of the year are Antonio Gibson, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, CEH. Got a pretty big pretty big group this year. Um, players that we've really all talked about, except for Jonathan Taylor. Give me give me the breakdown there. You know, Someone who was going clearly around 108, I believe, and then you know has really slid down I think four plus spots since this whole Carson Wentz news so yeah I mean I mean he's been hit pretty hard because of the Wentz news and um you know they got Jacob Eason I it could get really really dicey like you can say and I've said it before like I don't know how big of a loss is Carson Wentz really but when you have Jacob Eason who's completely unproven like in this offense becomes anemic that's gonna affect Jonathan Taylor um, which is disappointing because Jonathan Taylor had a, an amazing rookie season. Rookie season, we liked him a lot coming out of college. Um, and I think it comes down to how much time. Number one, how much time is Wentz gonna gonna miss? And, and so two, I think let's I just well I'll put in what right. I think I remember I read, which who knows if this will be accurate or not. But I think it was about a month before the season started, and it could be anywhere from eight to twelve weeks. So let's just call it the full twelve weeks. About so about two months of the season, I believe. So so let's call that let's, is that is that is that like eight games? Yeah, the first month of the season is four games. Well, 
this was like announced like a month before the actual season started that he would miss eight to 12 weeks. So that's two to three months. So, yeah. so four weeks till the season starts and then another yeah. one to two months, but let's just call it two. So you're looking upwards of four to eight games. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a tough, it's a, it's a really tough decision. I would like to just, just, just give you a quick answer, but it, it's tough. It's, you're, you're now his stock has fallen to where his ADP is, you know, early to, to probably somewhat middle of the the second round. He's going to be in that range, and this is is one of this is one of the tougher picks. Picks just like Najee Harris is going to be another really tough one, and maybe Antonio Gibson, where you know you, you could be you could be fine drafting him. I mean, he, he could build on slightly what he did last year, or if he just did just what he did last year. I mean, eleven touchdowns, he even caught thirty six balls, which is encouraging. Um, but it, there's also the chance that the offense is just so bad and, um, he, you know, the, the touchdowns just aren't there. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably staying away from, from Jonathan Taylor and I really liked him before this. Like if Carson Wentz was healthy, I, I was comfortable taking Taylor into the first round, you know, late first round ish. Now the, the thing is, there's so many other really good players that I, I don't want to, this isn't the hill I want to die on. There's too many other players that I love in the top 15. I, I I don't love Jonathan Taylor so much that I'm just gonna gonna take any slight risk to get him, because even even looking at this as a season, he's not someone that's just like an absolute monster catching 80 balls with all the rushing stats that he produced. He's 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 like a better version of Josh Jacobs, and I'm not I'm not gonna pay up, you know, and take on the risk for that. Yep. Okay. Um, good feedback. Good analysis. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we had an episode before the draft special where we were talking about players we're a little bit unsure about, and sometimes if we're not talking about them, I guess we don't have enough conviction. And these players can still be good. Like when we talked about Antonio Gibson, these players can still be decent or good, but but we still won't feel like we're still not going to miss out or lose the draft or the league. As long as a player that we choose right next to them is equally as good or close enough. And a lot of times these people are, you know, two points difference per game. And so it takes a lot for you to swing and miss and have, and be really disappointed. Notables on the running back. A um, couple of people that didn't make it through just a sliver would be Josh Jacobs by also missing one game. Um, and Cam Newton. I mean, Jesus, Cam Newton. He's running back. Yeah, he kind of is a running back. Kareem Hunt. I see it. Cam Newton's just on my brain, dude. I, I hate it that that's the case. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Kareem Hunt. um missed the pass system because of the suspension. So uh, outside of the suspension, Kareem Hunt would easily be on this. Um, let's get to who is. We got, the, we got the usual suspects. Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, David Montgomery. David Montgomery is someone we haven't really talked a lot about, and I, I feel like he just consistently finishes... Chris Carson's on this list too. I mean, they're both very similar in the sense that they're they're going to finish as a top twenty four running back. I mean, probably easily. And you know, when these are third round running backs versus everyone else I just mentioned, including Nick Chubb, including Aaron 
Jones, including Derrick Henry, all obviously very expensive first-rounders. And then you've got David Montgomery and Chris Carson on this list. And then let's just tie in the other one, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I love Dave Montgomery, and he is. I mean, is there some of the Chicago players that we're just over, like overlooking, or we have a blind spot for? Dave Montgomery, I think, was one of two players last year that had only a thousand, that had a thousand rushing yards, running backs rather, that had a thousand rushing yards and fifty or more catches. So this guy, I, I think his, his rookie season, I know in Dynasty he was a top five pick, and I, I think he, his rookie season was really disappointing because he's he only had twenty five catches. We're expecting him to come out of Iowa State and be this big pass catching running back this ppr monster and he just that just wasn't it it wasn't it um but he had a a really good bounce back year and he's played on bad offenses so i don't know i'm excited you know i think this josh fields you know josh fields ends up being the real deal justin fields uh yes justin fields yes justin fields one day we'll get all the names right. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get these names right. But anyways, you, you know who I'm talking about. Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, I had I, I mean, I had Anthony Gibson, didn't I? <laughs> the last yeah, one. Anthony Gibson. Yeah, it, we have the last names right. That's that's the important thing, right? <laughs> um, so if Justin Fields is the real deal, then like Allen Robinson and, and Dave Montgomery, and there's a couple fantasy monsters right there brewing um, that that will get more attention sooner rather than later. Um, and, and like Dave, I, I don't know what it is. Dave Montgomery, the third in the third round seems more than reasonable given the JK Dobbins, the Antonio Gibsons, of the world that are going in the second round. Well, the guy, it, it did seems finish, like the perfect pivot. The guy did finish as the fourth PPR running back last year. I mean, I know it's a lot of it had to do with the end of the season being really hot, but I mean, that's, that, that that's how it works, right? Aaron Jones has monster blow up games and. Uh, Jonathan Taylor had 250 rushing yards the last week of the season against Jacksonville. You know, it, it counts towards the overall. Yeah, it counts the same. Every... Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and then the only other one that's kind of wonky on here is Kenyon Drake, as I mentioned. So so take a look at this, guys. This is, uh, you know, it, this is a good thing to just quickly review, either confirm or maybe take an extra look at a couple of players that are on here that you didn't anticipate being potentially interested in. What I always like about this is that there's just players everywhere. We got first round running backs, third round running backs, um, you know, even as much as if you you want to look at the the James Robinsons of the world, which is in the fifth round. And we got ninth, tenth round wide receivers on this list, and we've got thirteenth, fourteenth round tight ends. So I like it. It's a sixty six percent rate last year. You can download it for free at nfltalkingheads.com. Check out the site. Um, it's a great additional tool in your toolbox as you're getting ready and prepared for the draft. And I think that's going to wrap up our path system. Episode 8 of the draft special. And next, what do we got next, Seth? We're going to be talking about some auction drafts, some value-based drafting auction. All you auction people out there are going to help come help give you all of our tips and feedback when it comes to auctions. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the draft special. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the NFL Talking Heads Fantasy Football Podcast Show. Try saying that three times fast. With your hosts, Jeff Carrier and Seth Lowe. We'll catch you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.